Hello and welcome to episode 103 of Ozzy Tells All. I'm your humble host, Ozzy. Now, I've been absent the last couple couple weeks, and I apologize for that. I haven't had much to talk about, or anyone come on the podcast for that matter, so I chose this morning to do a solo podcast today on... Uh, serial ki- serial killer. I was gonna do two of them today, but I only do one. The one is a pretty big one and a lot to get through. So this episode will be titled Jeffrey Dahmer. So he's a pretty prolific serial killer. So we'll get into it uh, right now. So Jeffrey Dahmer, he was born on May twenty first, nineteen sixty, in Ohio. Now Jeff was a bright child and an outgoing child. He was a curious child. Um, he liked to look at bones of, of, of dead animals his dad got, uh, got from the road for roadkill and so forth. Um, now, he became socially awkward and distant um, at the age of seven. He got a puppy and a baby brother. Uh, the parents were trying to get forced um, human interaction to help him out. Because he was shy as well. He was also shy at this age of seven. And he helped his father um, gardening in his garden on the weekends. Now, at this point, you're thinking, this guy can't be too bad, right? He's just a, just a socially awkward you know, kid. And, you know, gardening is fine. So we'll see how it goes. So, I mean, the story will definitely go on here. Now, at the age... So, we go, we go about nine years down the road. At the age of 16, his, his fascination with animals extended into what they looked, looked like inside. And he would search for, for roadkill on the road... Then he would dissect the animals in the woods at an undisclosed location. Now, he had fantasies of having sex with men and killing and dismembering them, as, as well as laying beside the dead bodies as well. So, just to get you started here, this man, this guy, this kid, actually, high school kid still, had some very dark fantasies and disturbing fantasies that led down to a road of of crime. So, um, let's see, where was I? All right, my notes here. All right, so his very first plan was to club a jogger on, on a trail um, with a baseball bat and lie next to, to them. Um, but the jogger never came, and he never tried to tempt that um, again. He had different uh, options available. Excuse me. Um, now, in let's say eighth grade or ninth grade, I'm not sure. Um, maybe like a sophomore. I'm not sure what year it was, but Jeffrey would drink scotch at 8 a.m. in high school, and his teacher would ask him. What do you have there? And he would say, my, my medicine. 
and the teacher would say, oh, that's alcohol. So he would get drunk at 8 o'clock in the morning. So he was definitely an early alcoholic. Um, it was very sad, but that's what happened. So he called his, med- his medicine, quote medicine. Um, now, he had no, um, no close friends, but he was on the high school tennis team. He was the class clown, and they would call his antics doing a Dahmer. So if he did something, like, weird or crazy, they called that's a Dahmer. So he was making friends and, you know, making, I guess he was a funny guy, charismatic guy. So a lot of things to think of about going forward in this, in this case here. Now, he, him and his, some classmates, um, when he was 17 years old, they took a trip out to Washington, D.C., and as a junior, and he wanted to meet the the vice uh, the vice president of the United States at the time, which was Walter Mondale. And he wrote a letter, and he didn't think he teachers thought he wouldn't get in, but he was so smooth enough that he got a meeting with the VP of the United the v, VP of United States of America, Walter Mondale, along with his classmates. And then he was made a he was made a he was made uh, was sorry a model student upright citizen so you know at this point age 17 he goes from age 7 to shy awkward um distant socially now he's you know in high school he's stricken a little bit um but now he's he's well liked so that that's something to look forward to going forward now as i said earlier um he was an alcoholic in high school and he was mocked by his classmates. So the classmates found out about this and turned on him. And and maybe that's a bad thing for him, for his mindset at this time where he had friends. Now he's not, 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 not a lot of friends now. So um, we'll see where, where this ends up. Um, in the summer of 1978, he graduates from high school. His parents got, got a divorce. His mom was in the hospital before that for for um, anxiety, uh, you know, depression. So at that point, that's when the marriage started to fall apart. So um, later that year, 1978, in the summer of 78, got some high school. His parents get a divorce. His mom took his younger brother um, and moved to Milwaukee. And his father uh, moved to a hotel, leaving Jeffrey all alone in the home in Ohio. So that's, uh, and the father did not know that the mom left to go to Milwaukee. So um, she went to Milwaukee to be closer to her, her mom out there in Milwaukee. So um, something to look forward to as well. A key, it's a key, a key point in our story here. Um, now, he picked Hitchhiker up, um, 18-year-old Stephen Hicks will be his first victim. Um, took back to his home, his home, drank beers with him, and then after that, attacked him with a barbell and strangled him. Um, he cut up the body and had the bones in bags. Cops pulled up, caught in bags, put, got in the car, driving fast on in the interstate or wherever to go to the dump or the dump site, wherever it was, to dump the to dump the remains and all that. Get rid of him, but cops, cops pulled him over. 
um, got out of it with a, a lie. He said, oh, uh, my, I, my, my mom and my dad got divorced. I'm just trying to get away for a while. And then the cops bought the story. So he went on his way. Then he uh, stashed the bones under. He went, so, so, so he went back home. Turned around, went back home. Then he stashed Stephen Hicks's his remain bones um, um, under the home. And then he then he smashed the bones to bits. And then after that, um, they put them in the leaves and so forth as well. So in the yard and so forth. So they're all scattered around the yard. Then in August of that year of '78, his father paid him a visit um, to Jeff, and he moved back in because he had no idea his mom left to go to Milwaukee and so forth with the uh, younger brother of Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer of Jeff. And uh, so Jeff was getting pretty. Um, stressed, stressed about that situation, but the situation stressed about that situation that he was arrested for public intoxication. So back to the back to the booze, back to the the hooch, whatever you want to call it, the beer, um, whatever you want to call it, alcohol. He's back. Um, he's off the wagon, or on the wagon, I guess you would say. I guess I'm not. I'm not sure how that goes. But um, Jeff flunked out of Ohio State University. Um, then he went on to the army in San Antonio where he um was a field medic and then and then he where where, where he uh he learned more about human human anatomy human anatomy so that's very something to keep in mind going forward in our story here about the human anatomy after 6 months um he had an early discharge cuz he went to Germany and uh for a mission and uh, he got early discharged from the army because he was boozing it up, abusing it. Um, then he moved to Miami, where he worked at a sandwich shop, in a little apartment down there. And then he moved, and then he moved to Milwaukee with his grandmother. Um, now he stole a mannequin, a mil- a, a, a mannequin, a boy mannequin, or. A f- you know, a man, whatever, like a teenage boy's mannequin from a store display where he would take it home to his grandma's basement where he masturbate every night again, you know, for it, you know. So very disturbing. Um, yes, very disturbing to hear about that. Um, he went now, he went hunting, not, not like going for... Not going for like animals, but for humans to kill more people. He's had one kill so far. He wants a lot more. He's on the prowl. So he went hunting for victims at gay bars and in uh, and clubs as well in the Milwaukee area. In Milwaukee, actually. Now, Jeff had a type of person he wanted to go after. Um, he wanted some long, lean smooth and muscular bodies for all his victims he, he doesn't care if you had if you were white black brown whatever blonde brunette you know redhead doesn't or what doesn't matter um he didn't care all, all he cared about was the body type that you had as long as you were long lean smooth muscular um that's all he cared about now november 
1987, um, 25-year-old Steve Tooney, Toomey, at a club at Club 219, you know, in Milwaukee, a gay, uh, gay club, um, was, was given, was given, was put, oh, sorry, Dahmer put sleeping, sleeping pills into his drink. His, his intentions were to have him sleep over the night and then let, let him go in the morning, whatever, and go home, whatever, but didn't turn out that well because, um, when he woke up, he beat him to death. Um, he was bludgeoned everywhere. He was he was over a, um, a little um, balcony thing. And so he was dead. And he had no idea. Jeffrey had no idea that he did this. And so until he woke up the next morning. Now, he got a, he got a suit. He got the largest suitcase he, he could buy. And he um, crammed the body in in the suitcase, dragged it into a taxi, back to his grandma's place, dismembered the body, so cut the, bo- the body up um, in, the, in the basement. And then in October of 1987, a 14-year-old Jamie Dox was offered $50 from Jeffrey Dahmer to spend the night with him. And they had sex. Um, so he's also a pedophile, too. He's also a pedophile. I'm going to get that off the bat, off the bat here. Um, and then he drugged and strangled him to death, and he hid the body for a week and had sex with it. So it was pedophile, necrophiliac. So he's he's all messed up. He's in a murder to boot. Um apologize for the rent the noise here might be raining outside, so that's where I'm at. I'm outside. But um then he dismembered the body um near a floor drain like this past victim. Um then he drank so much because his conscience was getting the best of him. He knew he was doing wrong, but he kept on doing what he was doing and he had to drink his hours away, unfortunately. Um, excuse me, some water there. Um, now in March 1988, he picked up a 25-year-old, Richard Guerrero, and he performed sexual favors for him, and then once fulfilled um, those those favors, um, he he drugged and strangled him, put the body parts in boxes in the garage, in the garbage man, for the the garbage man to come take, take it to dump the next day. So he boxed it up and then off to the dump. No harm, no foul, I guess. You know, can't at this point. Now, in the summer of 1988, he's still going at it, um, his grandma asked Jeff to move out due to the fact of the male mannequin um, in her house and the foul smells coming from the basement. So she didn't know what it was, but so he moved out um, to an apartment 
and lured, lured a 13-year-old boy, fondled him. But the good news is he got away. So he got away from Mr. Dahmer. Now, um, he was arrested on those and charged to a second-degree sexual assault of this 13-year-old um, boy who was sexually unnamed. Um, and then sexual assault charges, the mur- assault charges, and then the murders were his little secret. And he was sentenced to a one-year on a work release program to spend his nights in the prison dormitories while working at, at his work at a chocolate factory during the day. So he's really Wonka, but he's not. So, um, if you hear this on the, um, if you hear this on the, uh, the web link I send out later on, on the Anchor app, Anchor app feed, uh, you'll hear the song, um, Dahmer and Chocolate, Fa- Chocolate Factory. So that's where that came from, if you're, if you're wondering. So, February 1989 picked up a 24-year-old Anthony Sears, drugged and strangled him to death, but this time he saved his genitals and head and skull, head skull, before disposing of the body. This while still under the work release, and he stuffed them into his locker at the factory where he works. So he took the genital, genital, hard for me to say that word, he took the genitals and the skull to his work and put them in his locker. So, that's dangerous, living dangerously. Jeff's father wrote the prison a letter and asked them to place Jeff in an alcoholic program like AA because he feared of what he would do when released. He wasn't put in a program, released two months early for a good behavior. Now, within three weeks of his release, he moved into a new apartment close to the gay scene in Milwaukee, and he would kill another another 13 victims in one year's time, most, most of which were African Americans. Um, so we're at this point, we're looking at like 16 or 17 at this point, um, actually, 16, and then we have one more here. So we've got 16 at the moment, and this is the last kill. Um, will be right here, I do believe. So um, May 26th, 1991, 14-year-old, um, it's hard to say this one, but I'll try my best, um, Caneric Synthesmophone synthes- was drugged, and Dahmer took photos of him in his underwear. Um, he woke up while Jeff was making a beer run at the local store. He gets outside, but naked, bruised, and battered. Um, a neighbor calls the police. Dumber, dumber, dumber returns. Um, he brought, and the cops arrived. Um, he brought them, he brought the cops into his home. And department told them he is my lover. And said that the kid is too drunk to remember anything so the cops believe that he's on he's a he's a, of age and they leave and wait once they leave he kills the kid so that is 
terrible. Nope, but I think it's gonna get better here. So, yeah, so we'll get better here. So I got a, few, a lot more things to talk about, but inside his apartment, um, the bodies were piling up. So he had a lot, he, he didn't do, do much with the bodies at this point. They're still in his apartment place, probably smelling rotten corpses. So he buys a 57-gallon um, drum filled with a strong acid, a very strong acid, to dissolve the dismember, dismember limbs and torsos. Um, and after weeks, after weeks, they turned into sludge, where he would flush them down the toilet or sink. For others, he would boil their skin off uh, the bones on the stove. And they were bad smells coming from the apartment, oh, shockingly. And the tenants of the apartment building um, traced it to Dahmer. So we're on the trail. We had one one per one person thought it might be like chillin or chicklins or chillins. It's just a very obscure, um, bad smelling um, cuisine. You would say chicklins or or I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to say it, but whatever. Um, liver, I think it was. I'm not, I'm not sure what what she said. What? I digress. Now, he had plans um, of building a shrine of skulls and bones in his apartment. He decided. Well, before I said that, keep in mind he has no friends, no family. Well, he has some family, but um, he has no really good friends. So people come over. He they probably wouldn't really come over because if he wouldn't want to see that see that so yeah it'd be a red flag there um but anyways so i was saying so he had plans of building a shrine of skulls and bones he decided um now he's going to become a, a cannibal and eat the victim's flesh now july of nine, 1991 the city of milwaukee discovered a serial killer is in, in their midst, and it was thir- thir- thirty-one now thirty-one-year-old Jeffrey Dahmer. Tracy Edwards escaped um, escaped from Dahmer's presence somehow. He flagged down the nearest patrol car, and they and so he pointed out he pointed to where he was at. They go in there, and they found the following items. So very disturbing for the family out there, people out there. So, just let you know. Um, they found 83 Polaroids of dismembered bodies. Um, pictures of everything you can think of. Uh, they found four skulls in his refrigerator. The 57, 57-gallon drum with remains of three men's torsos. And then a fr- also a freezer with dismembered limbs and flesh and um, cooking pans with mummified hands and genitals. So he keeps these trophies as his own pleasure. Um, I'm very happy that I ate lunch before this because if I didn't eat lunch I might uh, be sick. Um, So this is just very crude what I'm telling you but God honest truth unfortunately now Jeffrey Dahmer said um, and I quote when he ate flesh he felt like 
his victims were a part of him forever. And talked about something about sexually satisfying as well. So he's very fucked up in the fucked up in the butt in the brain there. Um, that's for sure. Now he was arrested and con- confessed to seventeen murders. Seventeen murders that spanned thirteen years. P- pleaded guilty um, with a insanity plea defense. So he says he he was um, not sane. So he was, he, he was insane. He he, he says. Now this is in Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So the Wisconsin at the time, I'm not sure if they do have it now, but I should have looked this up earlier, but at the time, they did not have the death penalty. So he thought he was equal to the devil, to the devil as well. That was a, he was a devil. That's something to look forward to down the road because um, he makes some interesting comments about that as well that contradict what he said here. Now the jury found Jeffrey Dahmer, um, ten votes, ten to two, um, vote, sane. Sentenced him to nine hundred and thirty. The judge sentenced him to nine hundred and thirty-seven years in prison term, where he would serve at Columbia Correctional Institution in Portage, Wisconsin. Now November ninety, November of nineteen ninety-two, his old apartment was destroyed the building itself still intact but his apartment itself was just demolished so about a year after his capture um they took it down so um all right yeah a couple more things here yeah all right so um as i told you you know when earlier if i missed it or not but i want to tell you that when he moved to his his grandma's house when he was like I know, 18, 21, somewhere on there. He went to church all the time with his grandma and all that. So he's on the right track. But uh, here's where we here we go now. So um, he was he placed the blame on his murders, on atheist beliefs and the theory of evolution. So um, that was it's very interesting take then he follows it up by saying Jeffrey um, blamed also here's what I was saying telling you earlier about a minute ago about this so very contradictory of what he's saying here but so recap he's, he placed the blame on the murders on atheist beliefs in a theory of evolution then he said then he blamed um, the devil for taking over his soul and then, and then just a weird turn of turn of events. Turn of events. Just a very weird thing that happened. So a month, about a month later, or whatever, he got baptized in a rural pool um, at the jail, the prison there in Wisconsin. And then finally, on November 29th, nineteen ninety four, he bl- he was bludgeoned with a metal rod by a fellow inmate who referred to himself as Jesus. And died on the way to hospital. And that, my friends, is the Jeffrey Dahmer story. So that um, was a little, you know, intense and everything. But um, I hope you enjoyed, not enjoy, but at least get a good 
feel of what happened today. And um, we'll talk to you later on. I'm not sure my next pod, pod will be, but um, what I'm working on with uh, Dennis and Ben and myself to do a three-way um, pod, serial killer pod. I'm not sure what we're going to do next, but uh, that will come down the road in the future. And um, hopefully talk to you guys soon. As I say, thanks again for listening, subscribing, and always supporting. So long.